Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And today we're joined by Miss Shirley Driver, who is a longtime member of our church here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. Miss Shirley, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Thank you, Grayson. It's good to have you. And uh, Miss Shirley's here to share her testimony with us today. Miss Shirley, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Okay, I was born and raised at Dayton, Virginia. Uh, we had a small farm there, and uh, we all worked. Mm-hmm. We all canned. We all worked in the fields. And we all worked together, and, and it was the farm that I lived. We lived on was connected to Dayton High School grounds, which is now was sold to uh, the county. Bought it and built the first Turner Ashby mm-hmm. there which is now Wilbur Pence. Yes, and you all just lived kind of right across from where Wilbur Pence is now. That was... <laughs> yeah, the older house yeah. there across the road is where we lived. Mm-hmm. At the first entrance, there was a huge bank barn, mm-hmm. which is all gone. <laughs> yeah, they tend to go by the wayside, it seems like, after mm-hmm. so many years. How many siblings did you have? There were 10 of us. Okay. I was number nine. Wow. <laughs> I was the sixth girl. They had three boys. I know they wanted me to be a boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the farm, you yeah, better believe it. But I was a big tomboy, so I made up for it. <laughs> yeah, that worked. That helped you. I understand that yeah. somewhat. So you, where did you go to school? Well, we just crossed the road and crossed the graveyard, and we were there at Dayton High School. That's that housed right. school from first grade clear through graduation. So That was the Dayton Elementary. After that, it became Dayton Elementary. Is that right? Well, it became Dayton Learning Center. And now it's, because I went to elementary school there. Yeah, okay. And it was just elementary at Mm -hmm. that time, and now it's the Dayton Learning Center. Yeah, but I think Blue Ridge Christian School has bought it now. Wow. It's an arm of that school. Wow. Well, it continues, that building continues to be used. Mm -hmm. I have a few memories from there, and I'm sure you do too. (laughs) Oh my, yes. (laughs) So, Miss Shirley, what was life like growing up on the family farm, uh, child number nine of ten kids? Uh, just tell us a little bit about what that was like. Well, I didn't think a lot of times they called me the baby, and I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but uh, Mom was just such a hard worker. She had to be. She made all of our clothes. Mm. Was so tickled when colored feed bags came in, and it was enough to make dresses. And uh, she reminds me of the mom in Proverbs. Mm -hmm. She did everything. It just actually, I did a talk on her one time to the women here, and I used that to go by. Mm -hmm. That um, it was fun. We didn't have a lot of plastic. We made our own fun. We climbed Mm -hmm. trees, played in the creek that was right behind Mm -hmm. the house. Now, were you all involved in church at that point? Mm -hmm. We went to Dayton Church of the Brethren. Okay, so. You went to church with your parents, and at some point, your parents take you to church, but at some point, you have to make a decision to go to church yourself. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Do you remember what that was like? Yeah, we went to church, or we didn't go anyplace else. (laughs) (laughs) I see how that works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, If we couldn't go to church, that was it for the day. We didn't go anyplace. So how about when you grew up and you were on your own? What did that look like? Did you continue to go to the Brethren Church? Mm-hmm. We went to the Brethren Church for years and years, actually. 
We lived at Briar Branch on a dairy farm, Norlin mm -hmm. and I, for 24 years. Mm -hmm. And we were right near the Briar Branch Church of the Brethren, mm -hmm. which was a little tiny white church when we started mm -hmm. going there. But now it's, we helped to build that big church is oh, there wow. now. And I'll never forget the Sunday that we left the little church and moved into the big church. I cried all the way. Because <laughs> there were so many memories there in that old church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of hard to say goodbye to it. I am sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was. So when did, um, when did you, do you remember making a decision for Jesus? Like when you decided that he was who he said he was? Well, you know, I don't remember any fireworks going off or anything like mm -hmm. that, but he's always been in my heart. Right, yeah. So I just can't remember the very day or any right. one experience that brought him close to me. Mm -hmm. because it seemed like he's always there. Yeah. And, you know, I think when you grow up in the church and you hear the truth and you see the truth lived out, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that it's not always a fireworks thing. Yeah. But your trust in Jesus grows as you watch others trust mm -hmm. him. Oh, yeah. And so that's good. Um, so you and uh, Norlin... Got married, you had a farm, mm -hmm. and I believe you had some children. Oh, yeah. We were very young when we got married, and people say young marriages like that don't last. It only lasted 59 years. <laughs> <laughs> it would still be lasting if he didn't get called home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we did have um, two children, and then uh, God played a trick on us. We um, took two to raise, and mm -hmm. I was just babysitting, and their family broke up, so we... Mm. We adopted those, and after 13 years, we had two more children. Yeah. <laughs> but they're blessings. Yeah, that's amazing mm -hmm. how God's timing. Um, Abraham and Sarah knew something about right. that. <laughs> you didn't have to wait quite that long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, God knows what's best for us, mm -hmm. uh, better than we could ever know for ourselves, that's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Miss Shirley, um, you were talking about growing up on the farm and then also you and Norlin being on a farm in Briary Branch and attending a Dayton Brethren Church. How did you end up at uh, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene? And I know that you've been, uh, you and Norlin attended this church and you're still attending this church and been here a long time. It was actually on Roosevelt Street at the time. Uh, tell us about how you ended up at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. Okay, my mom and dad went here. They had moved to a couple different churches. I don't know why they left the Church of the Brethren, but they had gone to several different churches, and they landed up here. And Daddy got so that he couldn't drive that well anymore, and he asked me if we would come and drive him to church. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, well, actually, there was a little problem with the Church of the Brethren at the time. You know how churches kind of fall mm -hmm, away, and, mm -hmm. and then they fall back. Well, I think people were falling away, and we were one of them that fell away at this time. I said, mm -hmm. okay, we'll try it. So been here ever since. Wow. It just started by bringing them. Christina was only 11, almost 12, and she got to go on the work and witness trip that year. They let her go because she was almost 12. Ah. And they went to Mexico, and it's an experience she said she'd never forget. Yeah, that's God's timing is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. How He connects us, and you all came in about eighty nine. Eighty nine, and I came in ninety five. I had taught Sunday school at Briar Branch, and um, when we came in here one Sunday, we went in here for a couple of Sundays, and Janet Spradling was running around. 
I need a teacher downstairs. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to teach her. I got no teacher. I said, do you need a teacher? I'll help out. She said, oh, my goodness, give that lady a book. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Um, yeah, that's amazing when you can come in and you feel purpose in the church. Yeah. It's different. Like, that means so much when you can find a place like that. And that quick. Yeah. That's good. So I remember a story about a vacuum cleaner. Um, I think they were trying to figure out when Pastor Kerry came. Um, I remember him telling the story that they um, were trying, the board was trying to figure out what vacuum cleaner to buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Kerry asked him, he hadn't been here long as the pastor, and he said, well, who's vacuuming? Mm-hmm. Who's running a vacuum? And they said, well, surely driver is. And he said, well, I think we should let her pick out her own vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and... Um, that was a new way of doing things for the board, maybe, you right. know, is yeah. <laughs> um, under new leadership. Um, <laughs> things change when you get a new leader. And that was really neat just to hear him tell that story. And it's so, it's just so him, yeah. you know, being mm-hmm. that personal and thinking about the person pushing the yeah. vacuum cleaner. And, um, so were you on staff? Were you volunteer staff or was? I was on board one year. And oh, okay. Then, and then, I, then I did started cleaning. Yeah, just a servant's heart is what Mm -hmm. I hear. (laughs) So since then, we've moved churches, and we've seen a lot of growth and different things happen around here. (laughs) Ah, yes. And now you're still involved around here pretty heavily. You want to tell (laughs) us a little bit about that? Well, I'm still working at Kids Harbor. It keep me pretty busy. When did you start working at Kids Harbor? When they built the new part on. I've been here ever since they built the new part. I didn't wow. work here when they were upstairs in mm-hmm. the old part, but when they opened the other one, that's when I started. So like what? 14 or 15 years. That was about 2004, maybe? Maybe. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, so you have been um, working with the kids. What do you do? I and do whatever they need me to do. <laughs> I'll <laughs> serve it. I from, get it. Yeah, from, from babies <laughs> clear on up to after school program, wherever they need me, I'm there. And you sub and come in on days, mm-hmm. uh, you know, days that maybe someone else can't be here. You're really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, my, my, excuse me. My friend asked me last week, how many days you working this week? And I said two, uh, a half a day and a full day. Wow. Well, it turned out that I worked four full days and one four-hour day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so that's, I never know. <laughs> right. Well, um, I know that um, you're a familiar face on the hallway, and the staff loves you, and we love the fact that you are um, just a willing servant to be down that hallway. Age don't have a limit, does it? No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's all in your mind. <laughs> that's I, uh, for sure. I know that God gave me a heart for children mm. because... We took fresh air children, mm. we took in welfare children, mm-hmm. and we had a handful of our own. <laughs> and I've, I've taught the Sunday school with the young ones, and now I can't tear myself away from Kids Harbor. So mm. I know that's where God wants me to be. Yeah. I feel and, very comfortable there. Yeah. And, you know, everyone needs um, someone in their life just to be... And I think you'd be okay with me saying a grandmotherly figure in their life. And yes. I know that that is part of your role there with the kids. I'm sure um, it is. is. Mm-hmm. To have someone in there. Because, you know, when I was growing up, both of my grand, all four of my grandparents were gone by the time I was nine. And my grandparents that were living were ill all of the years that I. So I never understood what it was like to have grandparents. Um. 
Um, but there are people that come along that have become that for me. And I know that you do that for people down that hallway. And over the years, mm -hmm. whether it's in Sunday school, you've always just been a positive in the lives of many children. Whether it was in Sunday school or Kids Harbor, yeah, um, you've been there. And thank God. Yes. I thank God for that. Yeah. So, Miss Shirley, uh, are there maybe some stories in your life uh, that have had an impact on you or where God used you maybe to bless other people around you that you'd like to share? There are several times in my life that I've really felt that God was needling me to take care of someone. Mm. And um, I had a feeling that I should go see a friend one day here at church, and her husband wasn't well, and uh, I just felt a need to go, and I dropped everything and went. And uh, it was in a pretty bad way, mm -hmm. and she could not take care of mm -hmm. this situation by herself. Mm -hmm. And I was so thankful that I was there to uh, help her to right the situation mm -hmm. and make this person comfortable. But another day, I felt another inkling to go there. Now, I wondered what this time, and I had some towels I was going to get rid of, and uh, we visited, things were fine, and when I went to leave, she said, I've got to get myself some small towels. It's really hard to bathe him with these mm -hmm. two large towels. I said, oh, that's why I came today. I have a stock uh -huh. of them. I'll go get them and bring them right to you. <laughs> so each time, it was really a blessing and a mm -hmm. godsend yeah. for her that I was able to help her out. Yeah, when we have those nudges that we should do something, we have to really pay attention to that. Absolutely. Um, God nudges, and it's just important. And just to think about when you think back over your life that that would be a time in your life that really you knew that God used you there. Mm -hmm. And that for you to go and, you know, help a friend out with an ailing um, husband may not seem like, this huge, but it was huge that day. Absolutely. It was huge. And it's just nice to be able to look back and see those places. And I'm sure there's other things. If you thought real hard, you oh, could probably come up with another one or so. Probably. Well, if I had another friend that uh, uh, one day I thought I had a muffled message on my answering machine, and I wasn't sure what was going on, but I felt a need to go. And my grandson listened to it, and he said, you need to go now. So uh, I went, and... Actually, he was pinned in his truck inside of a very hot garage. The locks weren't working on his truck, and mm -hmm. he was very perspired all over and just really upset at this point. And uh, I couldn't get into him, so I got a neighbor, and uh, he broke a little window and opened the <laughs> door and got into him. And we got him into the house and made him comfortable. And he wasn't having anybody come until 5.30 that evening. This was 2 in the afternoon, mm -hmm. and I think it might have been been a very good ending mm -hmm. if um, I hadn't gone when I yeah and it was a pretty warm day right it was very hot it was 92 and he was in the garage mm. it was very hot that's it's just a reminder um, to us if there's question mm -hmm. and if we feel that nudge that we should um, not neglect going you know that's not right. brush that aside but we'll never regret going and checking it out yeah I don't think you know, it's better to go and not be needed than to not go and be needed. Exactly. Yeah. But I felt so blessed that God used me in that way. I'm mm -hmm. so thankful that he uses me. Mm -hmm. I'm his, and I want to do his biting, whatever mm -hmm. he needs me for. Yeah. Now, you love children. Yeah. We've established that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some dresses hmm. <laughs> that you've made. Tell us a little bit about 
what you do with those dresses and how that came to be. Well, after my husband passed, I was very lonely in the evenings and I thought, I've got to do something. I can't mm -hmm. just sit here and be lonely. And uh, I thought, okay, I'll make some little dresses for relief. So mm -hmm. I think the first batch I had was uh, 40 dresses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, each time I made a dress, I prayed for what little girl might get that dress mm -hmm. and that God would bless her. And mm -hmm. uh, I asked Pastor Carrie if he knew somebody that could use them mm -hmm. because I was making it for one group and they said they didn't need it because all their kids wore uniforms to school. Mm. So I asked him what to do with them and uh, I told him I had 40 and he said, 40? <laughs> 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 and uh, sometimes they two or three a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought them and we blessed the dress that Sunday. I'm sure you mm -hmm. remember on Mother's Day. But so far I've made 360 some. Oh my goodness! Now where have where all have those dresses went? Well, right now they're going to Heidi. Yeah, she's taking them with her. So village to village, and, which um, is a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, we actually recently had her on. Yes, yeah, we recently interviewed her here on Front Porch Talks, and I am pretty sure when I went to Guatemala, we took a bunch yeah. of those dresses. Mm -hmm. And I was a part of helping oh, good. to hand those out. Oh. Um, we put shoes on children and from um, Tom's shoes, and we mm -hmm. gave dresses. <laughs> and to think about what that means to children to get something um, so pretty in such hard places. Again, just a blessing. And you might not ever meet the children here mm -hmm. on this earth, um, but uh, you are blessing children all over the world um, with those gifts. Good. Well, Miss Shirley, uh, thank you for sharing those stories with us, and thank you for just being such a servant, whether it be with the children or making dresses um, for kids in other countries who might not be fortunate enough to have the means to get those type of things. But you mentioned uh, that you were married to Norlin for 59 years, I believe, you said at the time of his passing. So just share a little bit with us about Norlin and about your guys' life together and how uh, God blessed you guys and just anything you want to share. Well, we were very like young, I said, when we got married, mm -hmm. and uh, but it worked. We made it work. Sometimes it didn't always work the best, <laughs> but <laughs> we worked it out. That's right. You stuck <laughs> we, it out and loved we each did. other through it. That's right. We helped each other whatever needed to be helped. And we were on the dairy farm for 24 years, and he wanted to drive a truck so bad, a semi, and I said, and he tried to get on separate places and nobody would hire him because he didn't have experience. He said, mm -hmm. well, how do you get it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they said if you buy, Freeman Trucking told him if they would, if he get his own truck, they would hire him on. And um, I like the Freeman because they have a sign of a cross mm -hmm. on the side of the truck mm -hmm. and they're free men because of the cross. Right. So uh, he got on there, and me and the girls ran the dairy until he decided that uh, he liked it and he wanted to do it. Wow. But I'll never forget the day that we sold our dairy herd. I had to go down there in the loafing barn, and two guys bought our herd, and I had to tell them something about each cow. Mm. And it was like I was telling them about my children. I'm sure. Because <laughs> after that many years, you know their faces when they come in, what cow it is. I can still remember the numbers of some of our cows. I can from too. The dairy days. Mm -hmm. um, Dad and I just talked about that. <laughs> so he drove the truck, and uh, 
He was a good driver. If they ever wanted to be sure something got there in a hurry, mm. they put Norlin on it, mm. and uh, he took all the family on one trip or another, mm-hmm. a couple of us at a time. And he could do that because he owned his own truck. That's right. Yeah, insurance companies wouldn't let him with uh, the company trucks. Right. But uh, he enjoyed that, and he finally uh, landed up uh, not driving anymore, but he mechaniced at, at Freeman Garage. Mm. And uh, he did a good job of that. And then he retired. He was happy to retire. What did you all do when he retired? Did you all have any hobbies? Well, not really. He fished. He's the fisherman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was still working at school at that time, and he went fishing. <laughs> I remember a real tender moment. I remember some good times by the the chicken barbecue. He did a lot of mm-hmm. chicken barbecues, fundraisers around here. And I just remember um, times around the pit. I was a pretty new Christian in those years. And um, I just remember um, Norlin, and I always appreciated him and his wit, his humor. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, probably the most um, impactful precious time for me with Norlin was God allowed me to be by his bedside um, in the last days um, of his life. And um, I just remember um, as we were all around the bed there, I remember saying something to him. Uh, He wasn't at a point where he was answering a whole lot, but he could still hear. And I remember telling him that he just had to wait a little bit that they were just getting the pond ready for fishing. <laughs> they just needed to prepare the pond yeah. and get the fish in the pond before they called him home. <laughs> to, so he'd have his own pond. Yeah. Um, uh, but I know that he loved to fish and he loved to tell fish stories. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really um, enjoyed being around him and just watching him as someone I looked up to. Good. And we don't realize the impact that we have in this world when we're just where we're supposed to be. That's true. Uh, and he impacted me. Um, I could get teary as I talked to you about it. Um, I don't know what it was about New Orleans, but he just had an impact on my life. And it was a real precious moment for me to be there by his bed in those days. Um, but I know you miss him. Oh, I do miss him. <laughs> um, but some girls have some dresses. Oh, good, yes. <laughs> because um, you had to find something to fill that void. That's right. And, you know, we can pick a lot of things to fill voids. Mm-hmm. But I think those listening today um, can be encouraged that there are really good things that we can get a hold of and do, um, make an impact instead of feeling sorry for ourselves. Absolutely. And I think about you growing up with a mom that sewed. Mm-hmm. And um, if we could look back and find places to appreciate our heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to a place where I didn't really want to wear those sewn dresses. <laughs> but, you know, aren't we glad we have that gift yeah. to know how to sew and to do so many things. I remember one time you talking about the sewed dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom had ordered me a dress from Sears Roebuck, and I didn't know it. Well, this little dress came, and I, she said I could open the package. And I went, here's this pretty little blue dress with tiebacks, you know, and I thought, uh-huh. oh, boy, you know, I've got something in, it's, uh, you know, fancy. So I asked her to let me wear it to school, and she let me wear it to school so I could show it to other people, and I ripped a tie out while I was at school. <laughs> well, at least she could fix it, right? <laughs> but it wasn't made as well as Mom made my dresses. <laughs> I understand that 100%. 
Um, those feed bags held up pretty good. They, they, they did. Sacks. And they were pretty. <laughs> they were. They Beautiful. Were. Someone just since mom passed, someone came um, to the house and asked if we have any feed bags left, if she could have them. Oh. And um, I'm not so sure we're willing to give those up. But, um, <laughs> That's a memory. <laughs> it's a memory, and it's something that a lot of people don't know about. What pretty sacks that feed came in. Yeah. Um, in those days. <laughs> Grayson don't have a clue what we're talking no, about. No, he doesn't. He's way too young. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Well, uh, Miss Shirley, thank you for sharing, and uh, thank you for sharing those uh, stories about Norlin also. I have fond memories of him, too. I remember him helping out with the chicken barbecues, and we were in the youth group, and we would do that as a fundraiser. Oftentimes, he would help us. Even before we had our own uh, barbecue pit here at church, I believe we would do it out at Briary Branch. Also, I remember... uh, this is a kind of a side note, but me being a big baseball fan and a Braves fan, I'm thinking Norlin was too. He liked fishing, but yeah. I think he liked baseball too. So yeah, he did. <laughs> I enjoyed talking with him about that. And the different years, I remember him going on men's retreat with us also down to Ocracoke Island, North Carolina. So uh, you and him have, were just a great example of Christ mm-hmm. to everybody that you came in contact with. And uh, Well, anything else that you would like to share with us today uh, that you haven't mentioned already or that we haven't asked you already? Well, you mentioned Ocracoke. He loved those trips. And the first time that he didn't get to go, he had had, uh, his gallbladder removed. He said he had a very angry gallbladder. (laughs) So he had pretty big surgery over that. And they were leaving on that weekend. And they had done this on Monday. And he asked the doctor, he said, I'm supposed to go to Ocracoke on Friday. And he said, you're not going this Friday <laughs> because he was in too bad a shape yet. And he said, well, there's several doctors going along. Could I? They'll take care of me. He said, no, I don't want you to have the trip. But it really broke his heart. Mm-hmm. But what he did was uh, let him take the money that he had paid to go. And mm-hmm. somebody else went but oh. could go because he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that guy um, joined the church after that. Wow. So see, God works through that too. Yeah. He can certainly use our surrender. Yeah. And that was something that Norland had to surrender mm-hmm. that trip because it meant so much to yeah. him. But he didn't, he still had um, the mind of Christ in that to That's not right. think by himself and say, well, I'll take that back. I've got medical yeah. bills. Mm-hmm. He paid that forward and blessed someone else that actually became a part of our church. That's right. That's powerful. And since he died, I've been blessing someone every year in his name. Really? Well, you know, there's recently, there's been a lot of damage with the hurricane Mm -hmm. um, at Ocracoke. And I know the men are wondering, you know, what's that look like, you know, going forward. And so I don't believe those days are over. I think God's going to even use us maybe in a greater way um, as we look to partner with Ocracoke and Mm -hmm. It just helps me when I hear stories like this, just to make sure that we honor the relationships that have been built there and the people that had such a heart for the island. In the months to come, you know, we're really hoping to have an impact there. And um, I don't know, we might even need some dresses. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I better get busy. You better get busy. Um, but there are people there on the island that won't have the Christmas you know, that they've had before, and we mm-hmm. really 
um, have a desire to make a difference there because we've built so many relationships. Oh, yes. So Absolutely. Um, this just uh, challenges me to make sure that we do um, what we can in a place where the men have had such opportunity to build relationships and a place where I think it's so precious to them too because God's met them there in such real ways. And so hopefully we can continue to be a blessing to Ochre Coke and uh, before we know it, there'll be a trip back there hopefully, yes. you know, when mm -hmm. things come to a place that folks can be back on the island. Yeah, I can actually speak firsthand to saying that men of all generations mm -hmm. were impacted on those trips. And uh, certainly, uh, I know some of the guys, they say, you know, when we go back in the spring, there's probably still work that'll need to be done. Mm -hmm. And some way we can find ways to help out. And uh, Miss Shirley, thank you for joining us today and sharing just a little bit about your testimony and how God is using you and has used you in your life. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Miss Shirley Driver's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.